Hey guys, welcome back to the Hole in One Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bull. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks very much for listening. And also, I'd just like to thank everyone for reaching out on the social links. It's really helped grow the podcast. And it's actually got us in front of uh, who I'm going to be speaking with today, who's a really interesting entrepreneur based in LA over in America. And he has a history of disrupting um, different sporting industries. His name is Reed Dickens, and he's recently founded LA Golf. Uh, and partnered with really well-known players such as Bryson DeChambeau. Um, and the model is that they actually use players to help help them build the products, so the golf shafts, and that's what's happened here. Bryson has really got involved with Reed and his company uh, to build much better golf shafts. And as a result, Bryson actually, as we know, went on to win the US Open. So I'm really excited to hear uh, Reed's story about how he founded the company and, and where it's heading. So yeah, this is a really great episode. Hope you enjoy it. Reed Dickens, uh, founder of LA Golf. Thanks very much uh, for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for having me on. No, no it's great to have you, man. So uh, obviously you heard a lot about uh, yourself and the company. So yeah, really excited to just hear a bit more today. So I'm, I'm calling you from New Zealand. So it's a bit, bit of a bit far away from America, but hopefully you can hear me one of my uh, daughter's best friends just moved to new zealand yeah it's a great place to be so yeah she, she made the right decision eh? <laughs> I drive her. she's only they're only 11 and so i drive her crazy with my humor my dad humor i'll say i'll I, we'll be in the middle of a conversation with a bunch of kids and i'll stop and i'll say really slowly like how do you guys how do you guys say birthday cake <laughs> she'll be like birthday cake i'm like okay okay i'm just making sure <laughs> oh that's brilliant um yeah no thanks so thanks very much for talking to me i really appreciate it absolutely um how long have you been doing this uh so i guess just the last year or so i've been um talking to kind of golfers that i knew uh through golf and then i basically just opened it up to anyone who who would like to chat about golf really so yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's been interesting talking to a lot of people, you know, around the world and stuff. That's great. Yeah. What about yourself? I mean, you've, it sounds like you've been in business uh, quite a long time now, haven't you? In sports and golf and stuff. Yeah. I, um, I started LA golf three years ago. So, um, oh, wow. but I have, I have a, I have a portfolio of, uh, six or seven consumer brand companies that I've either founded or co-founded. Um, the one I spent the most time on was the baseball bat company, but I have a, a beer, educational media, um, fitness. Um, so I have a, quite a, quite a, quite a few kind of consumer, but everything I've done has been consumer brands. And, uh, I, I always joke. Let's, uh, let's, I guess we'll just start off. Can we just start off with LA golf? Cause that's, that's the most exciting thing, I guess I'm interested in right now. Um, and, and probably a lot of people around the world are, can you just tell me like why, why you start LA golf? What's, what's the vision is there basically? Yeah, so uh, it really goes back to um, Marucci Sports, a baseball bat company yeah. that I helped co-found. Um, we created a, a, a company that had some unique attributes in the sporting goods space. Uh, one, we were majority owned by players. Uh, so we created yeah. a, a player-owned cult. Uh, two, uh, we sold direct-to-consumer in, in an industry where no one else did. Uh, and number three, we were the only American-made baseball bat uh, was hand-carved, hand-finished. Uh, and so we were obsessed about quality. And, and my partner, my co-founder, Kurt Ainsworth, um, who was the ba former baseball player, he was obsessed with, uh, you know, we treated our baseball bats like art. And e even our metal bats that were made in factories in China, uh, we had uh, a lot of unique proprietary uh, IP. Um, and so when, after, you know, I joke often that I owe everything in my life to politics and baseball. 
Uh, but after 17 years, I realized I didn't, I don't like politics or baseball. Um, so I was on uh, vacation with my family and started playing around online. And I bought the name LA Golf Partners on GoDaddy for $10, I think, and uh, decided I wanted to go looking for uh, something to buy. Uh, I decided I was not going to ever build another company from scratch. I had done that uh, four or five yeah. times, and it's kind of like raising kids. Uh, I was ready to start acquiring something with cash flow. So I tried to buy a, a launch monitor company, and I tried to buy a few different deals that didn't that fell through. And so what I ended up doing was I, uh, a, a court-appointed receiver, uh, Matrix, the old Matrix from the PGA Tour, who had, Matrix had had quite a bit of success on tour. They had Tiger yeah. Woods and Ricky Fowler. Um, they uh, were in a kind of a bankruptcy-type process. And uh, a receiver said, hey, you know, I'll, if, you'll, if you'll try to rehire some of these employees, I'll sell you the equipment. And so I put in a bid that day and bought just the equipment uh, and really hired a couple of the top engineers in the industry, uh, partnered with Bryson DeChambeau and took out a blank sheet of paper and realized that there's a lot more performance upside of the shaft uh, than there is in the club head. The club head really hit a technology ceiling uh, in the last 10 or 15 years. And it doesn't matter whether you swing TaylorMade or Callaway or Titleist. Uh, there's really not a lot of differences in performance with the club head um, uh, because there's, there's a, there's a uh, ceiling on ball exit speed. Uh, so the shaft is where the real upside potential in terms of ball flight and ball performance. So we took out a blank sheet of paper and designed a shaft and Nota Begay from the Golf Channel said one day that there's really no comp or peer to our golf shaft. There's nothing else like it. It adds an average of probably 10 to 15 yards of carry and lowers trajectory and spin of almost every player, whether it's a 20 handicap or a PGA Tour player. Uh, my favorite example is Jason Day, um, because he's, uh, you know, a couple of few years ago, he had uh, averaged for 11 years, I believe, about 280 yards off the tee uh, carry. Uh, we built him a custom shaft using our midsection, our proprietary uh, process. Uh, and, and we added about 17 yards of carry. And if you think about a PGA Tour swing, the PGA Tour swings, if you get to that level, your swing is so repeatable and so efficient. There's usually not 17 yards of increase in the carry. So there's a lot of third-party data showing that we have a, a really good product. And so I ended up doing what I thought I would never do again, which is building a company from scratch. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. We're still looking for companies to buy. LA Golf, LA Golf is a holding company. Uh, but LA Golf, uh, our shaft business, is it's been a lot of fun. We have um, you know, some of the top players in the world that put our product in play. So you have Bryson DeChambeau, one, he was the first major champion winner to ever have 14 graphite shafts, uh, Dustin Johnson, um, Jason Day, Justin Rose, uh, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Gary Woodland, a lot of major champions. And uh, we, we really had a lot of fun. Well, that's amazing. There's, there's some amazing names there like you've partnered with. I mean, how did you, how did you get to partner with uh, Bryson DeChambeau? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so he actually um, reached out to us. He heard, yeah. you know, I had a, a little bit of a reputation for partnering with players. That was really what we made our name in baseball. And he wanted to design his own shaft. He's a, a legitimate physicist, as people yeah. well know. And, and he had an idea. He had some ideas uh, for design structure. And it turned out his ideas were really good. In fact, I tell this story often. Uh, our head engineer, uh, after the first two-hour call with Bryson, had to go home and uh, get his college textbooks out to see uh, some of the things Bryson was asking for. He had to look up some of those things. Um, so Bryson had some ideas, but our primary concept is that we build the shaft for the midsection out. Yep. And so the harder you swing, the more the club face corrects on impact. And it allows a golfer to be more athletic. Whereas mostly 
golf instructors have spent the last hundred years telling people to slow their swing down and swing smoother and allow the club head to load. And all the terminology you hear when you're getting a golf lesson, it's from really crappy shafts. Uh, and so if you build a shaft properly, you can swing Tiger. Uh, I think Jack Nicholas, Greg Norman and Tiger have all three said the last 25 years that you should swing as hard as you can without falling over. The problem is the equipment never allows you to do that. So we built a shaft that allows you to be more athletic and be more aggressive and swing harder. That's exactly what Ben Hogan said too, wasn't it? He just said he liked to hit it absolutely as hard as he could um, and he hit the ball yep. better. And he had some pretty stiff shafts, I think. And yeah, well, so Bryson is literally, as you'd expect, he's that really super smart scientist. Yeah, Bryson, Bryson is, uh, you know, he gets a lot of grief because he, he does get overly analytical, but the truth is it works, right? Um, yeah. Golfers have been saying for years that they were field players and I believe that was by necessity. It's not that other golfers weren't uh, smart or sophisticated. Uh, the, the equipment was so um, lacking that golfers talk about how I'm a field player, I'm a field player, I'm a touch player. But the truth is, if your shaft, like if you use a steel shaft in your irons, for example, the club face gets delivered different every single swing, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much time and energy you put into creating a repeatable swing, the club base still gets delivered differently. So, so the reason why people were so obsessed with feel is because the equipment wasn't consistent. So do you think your shafts can help just all players like from club golfers, you know, juniors right up to, you know, the best players in the world, like your Bryson's and Jason days and stuff. Well, yeah. The good news is we don't, I don't even have to worry about what I think. Cause I'm a terrible golfer. There's a lot of third party <laughs> data showing, showing yeah. that our, our club, uh, our, our putter shaft, iron shafts, and driver shaft, uh, it actually has improved. You know, there are 20 handicaps. I get text messages every single day from people who say, I was skeptical, but I hit on a simulator and I put your shaft in and added 15 yards of carry. Uh, and so, uh, you know, when, a, when an 18 handicap tells you that they added 15 yards of carry and cut their spin in half, that's a really good thing. No, that's really exciting. I mean, what's the proudest moment and what's the proudest thing that you've, you've encountered, you know, through your journey with LA Golf? Uh, our proudest moment by far was, uh, was when Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open with all 14 graphite shafts. Uh, that was really exciting. We were excited for him, first and foremost. He, he's, the, he's the guy swinging the club. Uh, but, but, you know, he, um, we partnered with him before he really started. He, I think maybe he had won once or twice on tour, but he, he hadn't won the FedEx. He hadn't won the tour championship. Uh, he had, you know, he went on a tear and won about five tournaments after we started building his shafts. And I'm not taking credit for anything he's done, uh, any of his success, but I will say, and I think he has said this and he would tell you this. Um, he could not have gone on his journey to adding 30 yards of distance uh, had he not had our shaft. There is not another shaft, Fujikura, Mitsubishi, TPX. There is not another shaft on the market that could have gone with him on this journey. And, and you know, people talk about a lot about how Bryson's breaking golf and they're going to have to change the golf courses and the rules. And <laughs> I disagree. I disagree because Rory McIlroy went on a six-month journey to try to chase Bryson in distance. And he ended up almost ruining his swing. And he said on TV the other day that it was a, it was a terrible idea because when you increase your club head speed that much, so many things happen. Uh, you, the ball goes all over the place. You lose your swing. You lose your feel. So Bryson, what Bryson did wasn't just about lifting heavy weights and gaining a bunch of weight. Um, if adding distance made you start winning more, then the long drivers would be winning on tour, right? Uh, Bryson, almost every tournament he's won, he's finished first in the field in putting. And our putter shaft is, there's nothing like our putter shaft. I believe it's going to take over the whole market. Our putter shaft, uh, every other putter shaft in the industry, 
including like the the putter shaft that Tiger Woods used with his Scotty Cameron for 14 majors. Um, if you're outside of about 10 feet, the the putter head wiggles. There's deflection in the head on impact. Uh, we built a putter shaft that is exponentially stiffer than anything on tour. It takes out all of the deflection. So there's zero, zero wiggle in the putter head. But we put anti-vibration material in, in the putter shaft that, so that it still feels buttery soft. And the reason why I say that is when, when Bryson won the US Open, he had our putter shaft, he had our wedges, he had our iron shafts, he had our driver uh, in metal woods. Uh, so that was a proud moment for us because that had been probably two years of us iterating back and forth with Bryson. And one of the things we offer our customers is that every feedback we get from the tour, whether it's Bryson or any other player, we, we put that immediately into our design process, which we take to club champion and other club fitters. Where do you see um, golfers getting the most gain out of, out of your shafts? Do you think it's, it, well, it's right through the bag, but it sounds like the putting, putters and irons, uh, there's enough, you know, there's huge gains there just as much as say the drivers and stuff. Yeah, I think the driver shaft is more philosophic, right? Some yeah. play, there's a landing zone, right? And I know you know this, but there's a landing zone on every in every fairway, right? And the, the courses are designed to get... And so if a player decides he wants to play over the landing zone, he's yeah. going to have to add club head speed and he's going to have to change equipment. Uh, but a lot of golfers don't think that's necessary because maybe they're very accurate and maybe they hit the fairways. Um, one thing that's phenomenal is that Bryson added 30 or 40 yards of carry with our shaft, but he actually decreased his dispersion. He got more accurate. Yeah. So the two things that our shaft has done that are kind of unicorn type things is one, historically, when people talk about graphite shafts and you hear Nick Faldo on TV all the time <laughs> saying things that are just really outdated, right? <laughs> and when people talk about graphite shafts, historically, that meant they got heavier. We actually made a stiffer shaft that got lighter. And then number two is usually historically, when you add distance, you usually get less accurate. We actually are seeing with our players that they're adding distance and getting more accurate, which is pretty phenomenal. How has the industry around you kind of reacted and, and just the golf industry general? Like, are they really pleased that, you know, all of this new science has come along from you guys and you're helping everyone? Or are they a little bit worried yeah, about? You know, I think there's always a few different camps, right? There's there's the eye rollers, right? People who yeah. just roll their eyes and, and act like the shaft doesn't matter, right? Uh, and then there's people who uh, are imitators. They'll come out and, you know, I've seen so many gimmicky products. There's this product from Asia that just came out of shaft and it's this really whippy fluid shaft, which is a terrible idea. Uh, and it's really gimmicky, but yet all these wealthy guys I know at Bel Air Country Club and everywhere else are trying it. And what's <laughs> funny is if you, if you asked Ben Hogan, Greg Norman, Jack Nicholas, Bryson DeChambeau, Tiger Woods, they would all tell you two things, get a stiffer shaft and swing harder. And yet you hear club pros and you hear people all over the country uh, telling people to swing easy and smooth and, and try all these gimmicky shafts that have all this torque and uh, that have all this um, uh, flex. And so I, I think we're, we're a little bit of a contrarian in the sense that we're trying to make shafts for athletes and we're trying to make golfers more athletic so they yeah. can swing harder. Yeah, so it's kind of like, it's, it's way different really to, like you say, the kind of historic traditional view of things, isn't it? Yeah, so we made up a name called Status Quo Joe. And anytime <laughs> someone is, uh, repeating quo. outdated data points. We call them a status quo joke, right? And we're trying to break the status quo. Yeah, no, you're definitely doing that. Um, and yeah, Bryson's leading the way, I guess, with along with the other, some of the other guys. So how do, how do your customers, are you direct a customer at the moment? Yes, we are. So people can go on Instagram at LA yeah. Golf or our website is LA Golf Shafts. Uh, and you can, you can pick, uh, let us know what kind of driver uh, you swing, what kind of uh, uh, grip that you prefer, what yeah. flex, what weight. Uh, we have a default setting on there. I believe it's 65 grams uh, stiff. 
but the but the the cool part is that we're the first shaft company to offer fully tipped and gripped shafts. So you don't have to get a shaft in the mail and then go find someone to build build it. Uh, you can get a, a shaft in the mail with a grip and a tip, uh, yep. and you can it'll be the tip for your driver, and you can pop it in the head and play that day. Oh well, so you if if the customer tells you what the head is, then you you'll make sure the shaft fits straight in. Yeah, yeah. So so on the on the on the on the homepage of the website, you say I swing a TaylorMade Sim two, and I want a midsize grip, and so we send you that grip, and when you send you the TaylorMade Sim tip, and you yep. pop it in your head that day. And and that's global, is it? Anywhere in the world. Yes. Yes. Wow. Cool. And then so how like if I was ordering a shaft, if I ordered a shaft today in New Zealand. How long would it take? Was because it's coming from LA, is it? It is. I actually don't know the answer to that. I wish I, I wish I had someone sitting around me that I could ask that question. But, but it would take. It'd be pretty quick. <laughs> I'd get my hands on it hopefully soon. No, that's so exciting, man. That's that is a that is a game changer. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just really interested to see if all the big name golf brands are kind of scrambling to you know keep up with you and you know bringing out new new offerings like that. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is that people are reacting the most to us on the putter shaft side, because our putter shaft is so much better. I mean, Dustin Johnson is the number one player in the world. He hates change. He hasn't changed shafts in over 16 years. He used our putter shaft for one day and put it in play the next day and had the best putting weekend of his career. Uh, so, so people really can feel the difference on our putter shaft, and that's scaring a lot of our competitors. And, and as I always say, it should scare them. Yeah, no, it should definitely. Oh, no, that's pretty interesting on LA Golf, mate. Um, look, I guess I had to ask you, I hear, I hear you worked in the White House. So I was wondering if you had a few games of golf with the president, maybe, or? I did. So I have <laughs> a, 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 what an interesting story. I was a young, uh, it was a very Forrest Gump type story. I was, uh, I always joke that I'm, I'm still not qualified at 43 for the job I had at 23. Um, but I had, uh, I had volunteered in his office as te- in Texas as when he was governor and ended up going with him to the White House. And I had a little office. Is this Bush? George Bush? Yeah, George George W. Bush. Yes. Yeah. I had an office. I had an office that was like it was Richard Nixon's uh, former dog kennel. I had a little closet office, uh, right about thirty feet from the Oval Office. And uh, one Sunday, I was at home. I was probably twenty-five years old, and um, the military that, that's with him on the weekends that carries the nuclear codes, Major Montana. So I'll never forget this. He called me and said, "Hey, um, uh, the president wants to know if you can play golf." And President Bush grabbed the phone and said, "Hey." Uh, are you any good? And I said, no, sir. And he said, are you fast? And I said, yeah, I can play fast. He goes, get up here. And so <laughs> I remember walking in the White House that day. And usually when he would play golf, I would be in the back of the motorcade and I would take the press pool, the 12 or 13 reporters. I would set them up on the first tee box with the cameras. And I was always taking care of the media. That was my job. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden I'm carrying my golf clubs through the residence of the White House, putting them in the back of the beast, which is the big uh, multi-million dollar limousine and, and, and riding with the president to go play golf in his foursome. And I was thinking the whole time, I'm going to have to tee off in front of all these cameras because the cameras will be right on the tee box. And obviously yeah. I was not ready for that. So I tried, I think uh, two, I had two big successes that day. One, I didn't throw up. Uh, and two, <laughs> uh, I hit a little, I hit a drive on the first tee and I kind of drop kicked it, you know, when you hit the ground first. And yeah. I probably hit it about, about 180 yards straight down the middle, but none of the reporters knew anything about golf. So they thought it was a great shot. They clapped. It was the biggest relief. <laughs> and then coming in on 18, and then, on, and then coming in on 18, I had probably shot 120 on the round. 
but come, um, uh, the reporters were all gathered with their cameras around the 18th green, and there was probably two or 300 you know, fans standing there uh, waiting for him. I guess the, 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 the golf course had told everyone they knew he was on the course, which they were not supposed to do. And so I hit a, a, I hit a 9-iron right to the center of the green that kind of trickled towards the pin. And so I had a good drive and a good 9-iron uh, in front of the media, and it was uh, th- that first round I played with him was one of the most nerve-wracking days of my career. Well, that's cool. Well, well, and it must have been gone well because he invited you back again, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Well, he—it's funny. He, neither he nor I were good at the, uh, good golfers at the time. He was—he was probably when he—he—he he, he quit playing president when he sent troops into the combat. He committed he would never play golf again if he had troops in combat. So he never played golf after his second year yeah. in office. Um, but he, he was about an eighteen handicap. I was probably a thirty. Uh, but I didn't have a handicap at the time, and so I'm I'm an eleven six index now. So we we he's a he's a six I think a six index now. So we wow. were both really terrible at the time. He's, yeah, I guess he's had a bit more time to play these days. No, that's that's yeah, really once, funny. Once he was finished, once he was done, once he was done being president, he started hitting ball seven days a week and playing a lot of golf. What's like the craziest thing that's happened to you in sport or business, or or like the funniest story that that's happened? besides playing with the president, which is pretty, pretty incredible. You know, my favorite story when I was working, a young person working in the White House is I got to go with him the night that probably the highlight of my career was I got to go with him the night he threw out the first pitch uh, at Yankee Stadium at the World Series right after 9-11. And I went down, I did my first official White House briefing as a White House spokesman on the field behind home plate at Yankee Stadium. Uh, and he threw out the first pitch and the young reporter who was covering the game that night, she didn't know anything about baseball. And she, she said, um what was it what was the pitch and i said it was right down the gut it was right down the gut and that was my first quote as a white house spokesman that went in every newspaper in the world uh so that was probably one of the highlights uh, i think since i started nice. in the golf industry since i started in the golf industry probably one of my highlights was that bryson DeChambeau gave me my first golf lesson uh we were shooting a commercial for our business and he gave me my first lesson at dallas national country club and uh after a few swings um he uh, told me that he had completely figured out a solution for me and that, that I needed to take three days off and try volleyball. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. So I mean, I got to ask this, like how, I mean, how far did you hit it uh, lining up against Bryson, you know, and like, what's your swing speed and stuff? So I, I have a pretty uh, decent drive. I, I, I average uh, uh, around 315 to 320 yards off the tee. <laughs> uh, my, I, my, my carry is, is, in the low 300 uh, you know 305 ish yeah. carry um i i do i have a swing that looks like a violent seizure and my uh accuracy is not as good as bryson's uh but i i swing really hard i actually use the big jumbo grip on my driver that, that takes a lot of my baseball player wrist action out of the swing yeah. and um, i joke now that because of that big grip and because of how stiff my shaft is uh, I've gone from being really nervous on the tee box to now my biggest anxiety when I tee off is that I don't uh, pull a hernia. I, I swing really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Too hard. Um, yeah, so, I mean, before I leave you go, like, what, what's next, the next step now for LA Golf? Like, where, where do you see things going this next year or two? Well, you know, we did the hard part, which was that we created a brand, a PGA Tour-level brand. LA Golf has become a recognized brand. And number two, we created relationships with players where the players trust us. Uh, so I think we're going to be looking for opportunities in adjacent categories uh, that would be a natural yep. fit. Um, we'll, we'll take those opportunities. Those will be opportunistic decisions as they come, but we're, we're definitely exploring other categories.
Yeah, brilliant. Okay, mate. No, it's been really interesting. That was a great chat. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And if you uh, if you have any trouble getting uh, product shipped to New Zealand, make sure you reach out to us and let us know. I will for sure. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll test it out and let you know. Thanks. Thanks again, mate. All right. Bye-bye. All right, have, have a great day. day.